This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, (laughs) exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, good morning, Charlie. And I'm here and seeing your smiling face. (laughs) I know, and it's delightful that you uh, came in from Prince Edward County. I pretty much paddled in. Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) Hydroplaned. This morning, about 6 o'clock, I went downstairs to the basement, which is through the door to the garage to Mm. get the car. And I, whoops, as I approached the door, there's water coming through under the door. Not much, but enough that oh, I knew when I open that door, it's not oh, going to be, not going to be pleasant. Tsunami. About two inches of snow, or uh, of water rather, in, in, the, garage. in the garage. And I kind of walked very gingerly toward the car and thought, no, no, I need my big winter boots for this. Yes. Well, so he's... I had to go back upstairs. Oh. So I just sent a text to Shirley saying, hey, don't woo, don't go, go downstairs rubbers. without, you know, putting the rubber boots on. And here. there's ice, you mentioned it's icy yeah. under the water. Well, so. that's the problem. It's, uh, you know, you the ground is still frozen yeah. and so it can't absorb all no. this darn rain. It's interesting. The ground out. is sort of frozen. In yeah. some areas, more frozen mm. than others. Because yep. last... You know, I teach at Durham College, yeah. and my students, we did a lab, so not yesterday, Friday, but the Friday before, the Thursday and Friday before, so yeah. eight, nine, seven, eight days ago, we actually went out with shovels, and we buried underpants under the surface of the soil in Whitby. Yeah, you're looking at me like, why would you do that? But my point was really that the ground was uh, thawed enough that it was really easy digging did, wait, in the wait, middle did, of January. Did you say buried <laughs> underpants? What? I knew I knew you were going to well catch that. I'm word. sorry, but that just kind of flummoxed me. A whole series of pictorial yes, things went yes. by my. Mind. So the what? lab is called Soil Your Underpants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's okay. where you take fresh, clean, never been worn cotton underpants, yes. and you bury them. And you bury them, uh, you know, about six inches under the ground, and right. then you dig them up. In our case, we'll be digging them up in April at the end right. of the semester. And of course, what we're hoping to see is that all the cotton will be gone. It will be all chewed up by all the soil organisms and oh, bacteria okay. and microorganisms. That's what we're hoping. But it is winter, so it might not be quite as chewed up as we would like it to be. You, you get involved in the darndest things. So funny. The students no. got such a kick out of this. Well, I, I guess. They were all modeling their underpants. <laughs> They were quite the hit on Instagram. No, I'll, I'll tell you, there are going to be folks lining up to get into your classes. I bet. That's Too nev- much fun. Never huh? a dull moment. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I better give the phone numbers in the ear here, because okay. there are, there probably are a few gardeners out there who would love to give you a call. Probably. And right now would be a dandy time, because sure. there's not one call uh, logged in at we're the open. moment. At the moment. Lines but we'll fix that, okay? Mm-hmm. In Toronto, I want to talk to Charlie Dobbin. By all means, here's the number, 416 360 Zero seven forty. Then anywhere in the province, it is toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And uh, oh, uh, our little mantra goes this way: If you uh, call, call often, early. Uh, call early. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh. oh, gee. Either. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One question per call, basically. Yeah. The and, whole day. and we've had many situations where callers have been able yeah. to call twice. Call back. Ask two, three sure. questions all in one show. Exactly. Now, if you're a first-time caller, mm. let Carlos, who is our new op this morning. In training. In training. Yeah, he's the op in training. Uh, let him know that you're a first-time caller, and when you get to the air, just before you come on the air... You're going to get that. Get your garden wings. And we love for some colors. Exactly. We make them on. Yeah. Do you have any... uh, I do. uh, Okay. Announcements coming up. uh, Well, one is next week. We have a special guest joining us. Terry Kennedy will be here. And you remember Terry. She's with the the Southern Ontario Orchid Society. Exactly. So she will be here on air live with us for the hour of the show. Terry is an absolute expert on all things orchid. So for any of you out there who have some burning issue, you want some real real good information on yep. Terry is your woman and uh, do plan to call next week obviously you're welcome to call anytime but with her here it's just a really mm-hmm. good opportunity she'll also be promoting the upcoming orchid show and sale that happens at the Toronto Botanical Garden February 8th and 9th it's a Saturday yeah. Sunday 11 to 5 um, she will be giving away some tickets next week for people that would like free admission, but otherwise it's $12 to get in the door, and it's amazing. It smells so good when you walk in, because there's mm-hmm. so many fragrant orchids, you don't even realize. There's over 30,000 exo- exotic orchids on display and for sale. Lots of experts at the show, and lots of paraphernalia. Like If you yeah. need a new pot for your orchid, that's the that's yeah. where you get it. You don't go to Home Depot for an orchid pot. You go yeah. to the orchid show for an orchid pot. <laughs> there you are. Good, right. good so that's coming though. up. And okay. uh, a few other things coming up, up later, sort of February, lots of seedy Saturdays and uh, jump on spring events. So get your calendars ready. And as as I can, I'll, I'll uh, continue to announce. Very good. And by the way, thank you for not giving me a little kiss this morning. On your, we normally get <laughs> a little kiss on, on the cheek there, but she got a code to the doge. I know. I said yeah. a little stuff, don't yeah. I? Yeah, a little yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you deal with that, Thanks. and uh, I'll, I'll I'll deal with the callers here. Well, we will I mean, in moments. Welcome Hazel from Mississauga. Hang tight there, Hazel. We'll be uh, Hazel. Hazel, that's <laughs> Hazel. good. That's a what do we call that? We Holy put it all cow. together. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those days, huh? Mm. Okay, Hazel on standby here on Super Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Charlie, let's go to the phone lines. Here is Hazel from Mississauga. Good morning, Hazel. Good morning. How's everyone today? I know Charlie's a little under the weather, (laughs) but hopefully that will pass. It will, for sure. What's going on at your place, Hazel? I have an, uh, I was given an amaryllis bulb at Christmas time, mm-hmm. one that comes in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, it grew well, just a stalk, no leaves or anything, but uh-huh. the stalk grew well. I had my four flowers, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they died off, and a second flower stalk has grown up. Nice. It's got mm-hmm. a little uh, bud on it, so I'm expecting flowers. Yep. My question is, do I cut down the old stalk or just leave it to die naturally? Leave it until it's yellow. For now, as long as it's green, you've removed the dead flowers, I assume. Yes. So that's fine, and that's up at the top of the stalk. Yes. As long as there's, and when it, whenever there's green left on a plant, particularly in the case of a bulb plant like the amaryllis, you commented there's no leaves yet, so you really have to maintain 
anything green on the plant as long as it is green in order to support photosynthesis, to support the plant continuing to grow. So the, that flower stalk will turn yellow. It'll take a week or two. It has started to turn yellow, mm-hmm. and with the second stalk, I'm now having uh, leaves. Good, yep. I'm getting leaves. Yeah, so once it's completely yellow, then just with your scissors, remove that flower stalk, the old one, and then let those leaves grow. Let the, Obviously, the second flower stalk, enjoy that one. And then you're going to treat that as a houseplant for the rest of the winter and spring. Mm-hmm. It's going to grow leaves. It's going to be a bit unruly, but at the same time, it's going to be fattening the bulb up to flower for you again next Christmas. Okay, so then I just put it away after a while or just keep it in... Well, I keep them growing all through the spring, and then I'll usually put them outside for the summer. If you can put it outside, just let it grow outside. Green leaves, again, an unruly plant. You know, leaves growing all Mm -hmm. over the place. They tend to be quite big and floppy. Let that happen if you have a spot to be able to let that happen. And then I just tuck tuck the pot with the bulb in it and the green leaves attached uh, into a dark corner, usually uh, in September, certainly mm-hmm. before a frost. Tuck it somewhere in the basement, uh, stop watering it, ignore it, forget about it, and just leave it for up to eight weeks. And at that time, of course, all the green leaves have turned yellow and brown. Pull it out of that dark corner and remove all that debris, sit it in the sunshine again, water it once, and see what happens. All right. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks Thanks for for joining us, Hazel, uh, here on this rather wet and soggy Saturday. Yes. Oh, Frankie is reaching for the bell. Yes, you know what that means, huh? (laughs) First time caller coming up. Hey, that's for Harvey. And Harvey, just verify where you are located. Okay, uh, I live in Port Stanley, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just south of St. Thomas. Very good. Sweet. And... My question this morning is, uh, I have a slope at the rear of my property, which is becoming a challenge to mow. Right. So last year, my wife and I decided to plant crown vetch seed. Right. We, we went to a farm supply store, and right. we got five kilograms of crown vetch seed, uh-huh. and we uh, properly prepared the area. We scarified the soil and sprinkled the seed on. Mm-hmm. Covered it with peat moss, topsoil, and uh, compost, yeah. and kept it moist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had zero germination, and the farm supplies company told us that the seed was coated right. uh, for germination. I don't know what they were referring to there, but we had no no germination at all whatsoever. And what time of year did you do this planting of the seed? This was done, Charlie, in the early morning, uh, or pardon me, sorry, early spring. Oh. Uh, it was planted, and uh, it was kept, the temperatures were not high, and it was kept uh, moist. And, and it water. rained, and it rained, and it rained at that point, too. So the No, oh, no we actually didn't have a lot of rain at that point. I was, I was frequently watering it with a, oh. a nozzle on the hose. Yeah, just because that last spring tended to be a ch- yeah. kind of a cool, wet one. Um, hmm, odd. No germination. So my first thought, if it's a slope, even though, you, like you said, you did a certain amount of covering with uh, peat moss, etc., would be that it wa- that the seeds wash down the slope. Did you see any germination at the bottom of the slope, like any, any growth at all? Actually, it was planted in amongst existing uh, grasses that are oh. on the slope, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, we we uh, we made sure that it did have good soil contact from yeah. the scarifying with the, the cultivator, hmm. but uh, zero zero germination. And I'm wondering maybe if it was poor seed. Um, hard to say. I mean, the, 
Crown vetch is a slow seed to germinate. Um, I'm wondering, like, if you, so you planted in the spring, you saw nothing happening all through the, the summer, basically. Uh, nothing was really growing. Nothing had changed on that slope. Uh, just quickly uh, searching on the web, because I've never grown crown vetch from seed, but a quick uh, little search here says that crown vetch is fairly slow to germinate. Uh, so if you're planting at the end of the summer or early fall, allow 10 weeks for establishment before the first hard frost. So, so often we do our planting of seed at the end of the summer just because the soil is so much warmer in September or August than it was back in April or May. And that will always speed up germination. I'm wondering if it's something like that happened, that the soil was cold, the uh, extension, sort of extended cold spring, that the seed can rot if it oh. is just too cold and the like, heat speeds up germination. So a cold situation, the seed stays completely dormant and it is possible that it could have just rotted in the conditions of low temperature and high moisture. Um, so I'd be, I would, I mean, if you want, you probably want this established as soon as possible. So it's a bit challenging in the spring, but I, I would have been, I would have been thinking, you know, if I was mm-hmm. you back maybe last August to consider reseeding in the fall, just as an opportunity to try and grab that, those moments and make sure that you are, when you said you scarified the soil, that's great. I assume you scarified across the slope. Yes. Good. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just to try and keep that seed from washing down. I mean, it sounds like you did everything right. I mean, could all the seed be be a bummer seed? I doubt it. Seeds. They all the seed suppliers do tests. They do lots of germination tests on seed. Most seeds you don't get a hundred percent, but they would never put for sale something that had zero percent. So I'd say something else more happened environmentally rather than that the the seed was bad. Okay. Okay. Thank you both taking my call this morning. I appreciate it. Well, Harvey, just just before you uh, wave bye-bye, you're calling from Port Stanley. Now, my hometown is London, Ontario. And as soon as you said Port Stanley, something popped into my my mind as far as a memory is concerned. I was in my teens, and we used to go smelting in Port Stanley. Smelting? Yeah, catching smelt. Oh, smelt. Yeah, with the nets and so forth. Did you ever do that? Uh, No, Frank, uh, I did not. Um, and unfortunately, the smelt run is no more. Oh. I think that I, I think the species has been been fished out of the lake because we used to get crowds along the beach, yeah, and they, at dusk, and they would go out into the lake and they would scoop up the smelt. Yeah, uh, we don't see that anymore now down well, there. You overfished it, my I friend. Guess. <laughs> I, I, I believe so. Oh, oh dear. I'll be darned. Oh, and well, here's just a, while you were yeah. talking there, um, Harvey, also I'm seeing here on the web recommendation that when you're sowing crown vetch seed, that you mix it with annual ryegrass seed. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, because the annual ryegrass comes up very quickly, so that will germinate much more quickly oh. than the crown vetch, okay. and that will hold, because those little tiny seedlings will help hold the crown vetch seeds until they germinate. Right. Okay. okay. So it's very good. That's just Thank a you. thought as well. Gee, thanks for joining us, Harvey. Really interesting stuff there. Yeah, thanks for, for uh, calling. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, verifying the, the lack of smelt now in Port oh, Stanley in the area. That's kind of sad. Isn't that, yeah, that's mm. too bad. Uh, and that, of course, as we wave bye bye to Harvey, we wave hello to other folks who are calling <laughs> in. Uh, numbers again in Toronto, 416 360 And then anywhere in the province, toll free, 1 866 740 4740. And Charlie, we've got to take a little break here and give you time to recoup because, you know, you're working through a cold and all that. That's so tough. Yeah, poor, <laughs> poor baby. Thank you for your sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm so, so sincere. And uh, we'll be back in a moment.
Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, let's meet Lorraine, who's on the line from Whitby right now. Good morning, Lorraine. Hello. Good yeah, morning. Hi. Hello. Uh, Go ahead. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I have a diplodema, uh-huh. and it's dropped all its leaves. Okay. And kind of drying out. Right. So Where I wondered what I do. Where have you got it located in your house? Um, just in the living room. Okay. And <clears throat> do you have what it needs? <clears throat> It needs as much sunshine as you can possibly give it. So, oh, where's your brightest window? Oh yes, I um, I do have a big living room window, and I also in um, in the dining area I have uh, a bay window. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is move it in front of a window, the brightest one you have. I would be careful that the the there's always a vent, that furnace vent around our windows. So just be sure that that vent is not blowing dry, hot air on the plant. If necessary, oh, get yourself a little what's called a vent deflector. Mm-hmm. It's a Home Depot Canadian plastic. Tire plastic magnetic thing, yeah. yeah item. So get the plant into as much sun as you can. Make sure the plant is not subjected to hot or cold drafts. And then what I would do is I'd feel the soil. If the soil feels wet, do not water it. But I'd get out my pruners and I would prune it probably. How large is the plant right now, roughly? Um, well, it's it must be um, two feet anyway. Okay. Uh, I've been trimming back the... The, uh, the growing ends that are getting scrawny. Right. So don't worry about the growing ends. I'd, I'd give it a harder pruning than that. I'd probably prune it right back to being about six inches tall. Oh, okay. And only water when it's dry. Feel the soil before you water. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Yes, I, 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 I kind of been doing that. Okay, good. And make sure that it's in a pot that has drainage holes so that when you do water, it's a thorough watering, but that the plant doesn't sit in water. Because when it's in this kind of in-between winter and spring and doesn't really have any leaves, it's very easy to overwater a plant, just to have it rot right there in the pot. So only water when dry, and you should, with the longer days and when the sun comes out, you should start to see some, some new buds will grow because of the pruning you're going to do. Yeah, well, we don't get too much sun <laughs> at this period. But, no. Uh, um, you know, it, you think it needs the light, too. It does. The, so the, just the brightest light you've got, the brightest window with no blinds or shears or anything like that, put it there. What and, about a, a plant light? Uh, At yeah. the uh, living cool. room, I get the morning sun, yeah, okay. and in the afternoon, uh, I get the side bay window. Right. So your uh, bay window might be preferable just because the afternoon sun does tend to be a bit more intense than the morning sun, but either right. either should work. And, I mean, there are small grow lights in the garden centers. Uh, in Whitby, you've got um, Sheridan Nurseries there up on uh, Taunton Road. Uh, oh, they right. would they would have a small grow light if you wanted to get something like that, just to increase your light intensity around the plant. Oh, I see. Yes, 
Okay. Okay, good. There you go. Thanks for joining us, Lorraine. (laughs) Thanks for calling. All righty. Bringing a little brightness into the show. I love that. It's like, what? I do all those things. It's like, yep. (laughs) Yep. Oh, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm reaching for that bell again because that's for Sue, first time caller from St. Catharines. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. Good morning. I I was, um, like, this morning I opened the door just to see how cold it was outside, <laughs> and frankly, I was impressed at how warm it it's was true. outside. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I thought today was going to be just gushing rain, mm-hmm. but I was wondering, can you suggest any seeds, either perennial or annual, that would be... I could go out and put a few in the ground now, and I'd get a bit of a head start. <laughs> nice idea, but I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. I mean, actually, you, there mm-hmm. probably are some perennial seeds, but there's no way I would put annual seeds out now. Yeah. Well, I um, when I first moved to this house, mm-hmm. they the person had bachelor buttons, mm-hmm. and they came up really early, mm-hmm. and I know he. Like, I moved here in November, right. so I know he didn't put them in. No, they reseeded themselves. Bachelor oh, buttons are did. one of those plants that you plant it once, and then you have it forever. Yeah. Forget-me-nots are a bit like that, too. Oh, yeah. So if you Would want... there be any others? Because I like stuff that that's easy and uh-huh. that comes back. That comes back. Um, for planting at this time of year, I would really concentrate on anything that is perennial, just because... Mm-hmm. Even though it's mild today and raining, et cetera, we are very likely to still get some winter weather. Oh, because yeah, of, yeah, but still, so, even if there's snow, it'll, some, it won't affect the Well, seeds. some annual seeds really will, would not like. Uh, one I've had excellent um, success with myself that's an annual that comes up from seed every year are uh, alyssum seeds. Alyssum. The alyssum, white alyssum? Exactly. Commonly Probably called sweet, blue too, sweet alyssum. Yeah, fragrant, uh, very, very great plant for as a pollinator supporter. Blooms like crazy all, all through the summer and right into oh. right into winter. Um, and whereas, as you point out, the bachelor buttons, the forget-me-nots, those are more spring flowering plants. So, sure, I mean, the garden centers definitely, even like the Home Depot's Canadian Tires, they will have seeds now. They should have started receiving seeds first week of January. Okay. So to go look, browse those racks, see what, see what grabs you. Don't put anything out that's tender. Like don't put out, you know, something like carrots or, you know, tomatoes that, mm-hmm. that won't work. But there are some hardy perennials or biennials you could potentially seed yeah, now. I actually have like sweet peas. Oh yeah. I've got some out front that were just sort of, um, I got the seeds out of the wild. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, would the sweet peas you buy in the store sort of still be green at this time of year? Um, uh, still be green? You mean, would they grow? They still have green leaves on them. Like St. Catharines is very warm. I know. You are in the yeah. banana belt. I know yeah. that. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of which, you should get yourself a banana plant. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not that. <laughs> they, a banana plant wouldn't last here. No. Well, you'd be surprised. Yeah. There is a heart. There's some hardy bananas that have been known yeah. to survive. But no, you're absolutely right. You do have extremely mild and er, mild winters and garden early city. springs. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. They'll call it Garden City for nothing. So yeah. Broadway Gardens, does that still exist? 
Broadway? I don't know. That was a great garden mm-hmm. center. Excellent people yep. work there. Uh, there's a thought. Just instead of going to a Home Depot and sort of being all alone, just mm-hmm. look for a local garden center where there's some talented, you know, resourceful, smart staff and ask yeah. their advice for what they've got. Because you want to get some color in your life and you can. You are in St. Catharines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. I just, um, it's so nice to hear a garden show at this time of year. <laughs> well, that's true. Great. Thank you very much, Sue. <laughs> You're welcome. For joining us. We're all salivating. We're just yeah. thinking about what's coming. <laughs> you know, the days have definitely gotten longer. I'm certainly enjoying that. Well, as we say goodbye to Sue, let me remind you that we have lines open right now. Uh, 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And we're going to go international now. Okay. And it's a first-time caller from Buffalo. Nice. Hey, Henry, welcome aboard. Yeah. Hi, how are we doing today? Good. Excellent. What's... I, uh, I took your number down uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, and I keep writing it incorrectly so I can't ever get through. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> well, you're through now. Yeah, you got, you got through well, this time. Yeah, I finally got Welcome. through. Um, okay, I got two questions, but uh, uh, maybe one question can go for next week. Yeah, <laughs> or later this and, week. Um, how do you maintain blueberries? That might be next week's oh. question. Plant them and maintain them right. Okay. you got to put certain kinds of things in the soil Correct. To, to keep them good. Very specific, yep. I had some blueberries uh, bushes years ago, and they, they ended up dying on me. Mm-hmm. me. So I got some new ones, and I just wanted to know, uh, you know, down the road, how good or how bad they're going to be. Well, did you buy uh, those blueberry bushes already? I actually, I put them in, and I had to put two or three different types of uh, soils in the bushes. Okay, that's good. I mean, as long as it was the right soil. The main thing to understand about blueberries is they are what we call an acid-loving plant. I see. So if it's an acid-loving plant, it means it wants soil with a low pH. An acidic soil is a soil, preferably for blueberries, it's down around a pH of 5.5. Neutral is 7. So certainly in Ontario, and I wouldn't be surprised if you, you, where you live, are part of the same kind of soil basis we are, is... Our soils tend to be limestone-based soils because oh, there's so much lime naturally mm-hmm. here. So our soils tend to be on the basic side. So they tend to be much closer to neutral or even a little bit above neutral. Yeah, um, but I blueberries I want low. Lady, she gave me two different bags of soil to put in there. Okay, good. And probably and three three bushes. And was one of those bags of soil maybe peat moss? Um, one, one was white. And one had um, actually vitamins for it. Oh, um, okay. To break so, the soil up, one was white, and the uh, other one was uh, some kind of a fertilizer. Yeah, some type of fertilizer. It wasn't exactly pea moss. Mm. Um, plant food, I guess it was. Mm. Some okay. kind of plant food. So what I would do, you, I, I wouldn't rush into doing any feeding. When I first plant plants, I don't typically like to feed them a lot of fertilizer. Oh. Oh, Instead, I, I want to give them a really, really nice planting location. You know, oh. pick the spot where dappled sun, dappled shade for blueberries. Oh. So no, not too much sun. They'll just burn in the sun, oh. but not pure shade either. So right. nice kind of half-day sun, half-day shade. And, and then supplement the soil with... Whatever amendments are available, peat moss being an obvious one, pine needles can be very effective, just various and sundry organic materials that will lower your pH. Oh. And then maybe one of the things that you, you, was sold to you is something called soil acidifier. Oh. It is sulfur. 
Um, it could be soil acidifier. It could be aluminum sulfate. But either way, it's a white powder that if followed the directions, you use... I, I think that's the stuff I have. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. use that to lower your pH, yeah. but you have to stay on top of it. It's, the pH will not stay low forever. You have to continue to do that about three times probably through the growing season. So I spring, see. summer, I got another question fall. for next week if you want to answer, well, I'll tell it, you answer what. it next week. Uh, well, Henry, just a second. Uh, I'll tell you what, Henry... Uh, just, uh, hold on a second. We uh, do accept another call from you yeah. this show. Yeah. So, uh, although it's the little mantra is one question per call, uh, if you want to kind of hang up and then call right back, we'll try and get you on the second time. Is that okay? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they could hit that question next week. <laughs> okay, whatever. Oh, we're here. Like. We're yeah. definitely here. We're, you we're call here, anytime you want. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. All right. All the best to our friend there in Buffalo, Henry. Okay, um, but just before we go, because yes. I think you're going to say we need to go to a break. Yep, we do. I just want to share this with you, because sure. this is really, really sweet. One of our call, one of our listeners, uh, MJ Harnack, sent an email, and it's a, a screenshot of the VZ's catalog. So VZ is V-E-S-E-Y-S. VZ's is mostly a seed supplier, but they also do a lot of seed accessories. So um, it was kind of cute. This uh, screenshot shows something called Plant Well, a set of three. So brand new. The Plant Well, it's an innovative device for feeding uh, feeding water and nutrients into the center of your flower baskets, pots and containers. It promotes root growth. It does all these various and wonderful things. It's a clever device. Uh, just wonderful, wonderful. Uh, easy to use and easy to reuse. All for only fourteen ninety five. But of course, MJ Harnack's point was this looks like a fancy version of Warner's DIY tomato <laughs> plant right. bottle, um, tomato uh, fertilizer bottle. Because remember, yep. Warner and his upside down water bottles at the tomatoes and it his skim cost milk you powder. No, exactly. It's very, very. <laughs> so, I'm, if Warner, if you're listening, uh, Plant Well has gone and done something there you might want to get a patent going yeah, on your idea exactly. before these people take over your your incredibly good idea <laughs> <laughs> all righty uh we're coming up with more here on the garden show lots of uh, lines uh, open or uh, should i say filled oh, right now we'll nice. be back to them in moments the garden show on the air from zoomer radio don't change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, you know, a trip to Niagara Falls is always oh, nice. particularly let's, after we were just in St. Catharines. Exactly. Let's let's just Bonnie. jump on the, uh, on the QEW and get to the Niagara Falls. There is Elaine. Hey, Elaine, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. This is my second call to you people, hey. and I called last week. Oh, good cool. stuff. So Welcome back. This, this week when I called you, I did a funny thing last summer, spring, and I took all my clevia bulbs in pots outside. Okay. All right. And the sun made the leaves all go funny. Yeah, they got burns. sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up having to cut all these leaves down as mm. much as I could. Mm. So I left them out for the summer. I brought them back in, and they look fairly good. And I'm, I guess my question is, 
Will I have a problem when the ball, if getting a ball, a flower ball? Oh, you shouldn't. No, no. Okay. As long as they sunburn happens when when we don't. It's called hardening off when we yeah. gently take plants outside into the real world and try and avoid stress and burning and all kinds of things. So when the leaves get sunburned, they turn yellow and crispy. And as you did, you remove those leaves. New leaves grow. Okay. Uh, the main thing with with clivia is you want it in a, a bright window. It doesn't have to be a southern window, but it loves east or it loves west. I've so, got them all. I've got east, south, west. Oh, perfect. So and, bright. And that wonderful temperature. I've had them at least 10 years, and they keep multiplying, and yeah. I keep giving them away. Okay, and don't be too quick to repot them. Clivia yeah. wants to be very much what would look like it's very root-bound. Yeah. So we never, ever take a clivia out of the pot and give it a bigger pot unless it's literally growing out of the pot. Like it'll what, just. What do I do? What do I do when they're having all these babies? Just leave the babies in there. Let it. Let that just be. Oh, a full wonderful! Because yeah. I have kind of been dividing them up. But that's a nice thing for you to tell me. Yeah, it's know. less work for you and more opportunity for flowering because they will respond to that crowding that will happen oh, by flowering. Oh, that's nice to know. And also I, fertilize. You, it is time where at that point, days yep. are getting longer. So pull out your all-purpose or your flowering plant fertilizer. Follow the instructions and do start fertilizing about once a month. You should have lots of flowers by June or July, I'd say, if you do well, that. I, I, I've been lucky. Every time uh, they start blooming, it's Easter time. Oh, nice. Perfect. So, you know, it, and of course, Cheerful. when you go from amaryllis at Christmas to these, like nobody knows what these are. Every time they see them, they're shocked. They're quite beautiful. And they, the flowers last long. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, you're right. I'm trying to think when mine bloomed last year. It would have been, you're right, right around Easter or post, just that mm. sort of late, mid-late spring. And, yeah, well, lovely plants. I can't plants. thank you enough for yeah. all your kind information. And uh, if I got another problem, I'll call you. Yes. You do that. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. <laughs> From Niagara Falls. Very happy-sounding lady. No huh? kidding. You betcha. Now, I'll betcha uh, in Hockley Valley, there's a lady named Maureen who was a first-time caller. And she's on the line right now. Good morning, Maureen. Hello, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about a clematis plant. Uh I guess it's Giacomani or whatever. Mine are always so skinny and spindly and hardly any flowers. And I see other people's and they're big and bushy and loaded with flowers. What am I doing wrong? So is it possible that yours is not getting much sun? Tons of sun. Okay, maybe. So here's the deal. In the spring, when the birds are starting to sing and the buds are starting to swell and it's still early spring, nothing's really green yet, keep an eye on your clematis. At some point, it's going to get some little buds on those stems Mm -hmm. that look like little mouse ears. They're little furry buds. Very sweet. As soon as you see those, you're going to get out your pruners and you're going to prune the entire plant down to being four to six inches tall. Wow. The whole thing. Okay. The whole thing. Everything you cut off goes in the composter. And when you're doing this pruning, I will recommend be gentle with what you're leaving behind because clematis is quite brittle. Mm-hmm. So you want to be careful to not do any sort of damage to what stays behind. You can 
you know, chop out what you're chopping out, get rid of all that, and let that clematis grow. Now, we always say clematis like their roots in the shade mm-hmm. and their head in the sun. Mm-hmm. So if it's a super sunny location and the plant is growing up into a very lots of sun, that's great. But make I've sure that... i got a big salvia planted in front of it. Is okay. that enough? Perfect. Yep. No, that's exactly what you need. Okay. And, um, and I don't I usually... don't need the rock in front of it like no, people say. No, I wouldn't do any of that. And I, I don't usually worry too much about a lot of fertilizer, but do amend your soil either with compost or uh, manure, just any kind of... new leaf compost. Excellent, in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So So, should I be cutting that every year like you were just saying? every spring. And what will happen, instead of having two or three little spindly canes, you'll have six or 12. And the next year, you're going to have... 24 or 48 like it just That's what I want. exponentially okay. will get thicker and fatter and juicier and way more flowers by cutting it down every spring wow oh, okay awesome that's what i need to know all right thanks good. so much good well, luck thanks with for that. joining us maureen uh and there's another maureen out there who is waiting online from north york we'll get to momentarily we have to take another little break here charlie and baby we'll back here is the garden show on zoomer radio fur and feathers and bugs of all size there's more going on in the garden than you realize Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, let's head back to those phone lines because Maureen in North York is awaiting. Hi, Maureen. Oh, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. I'm calling because I'm having gardening withdrawal. (laughs) (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) And, um... So I got new windows, and they have nice wide window sills. And I thought I'd try for the first time to grow a couple of annuals from seed. Okay, doke. And I'd like advice on which ones are the, or you know, what which one would work best? Which what ones work best by starting them inside? And you're you're referring to flowers, or are you thinking of herbs oh, or no, veggies? Flowers, 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 and flowers only. Okay, so here's some really easy. So you've got wide window sills, and these face what direction? Like I have my kitchen windows faced west, and my living room windows faced east. Oh, okay. So I know this is what happens: gardening withdrawal. We want to get those. We mm-hmm. want to get going, right? And you're calling from North York. So what I would do. The thing is, if you plant, just coming to mind quickly, something like nasturtium. Nasturtium seeds, very available, very easy to grow, would love that western location, uh, and could be planted today and would probably be flowering in about three or four weeks, right in your house. But, but it is only January. So you would find that by the time you can get them outside when we're frost free, that's, you know, February, March, April, might be three or three plus months from now, they would be pretty scraggly plants. Because even though you got lots of sun on that, on that windowsill now, it's still not as much sun as what the plants will get outside and what they really want. So. Uh, there's that thought, something like nasturtium, marigolds are very easy to grow from seed and would love that western location as well. Um, sweet okay. peas, sweet pea annual little vining plants. Any of these will grow quite quickly and will give you flowers, should give you flowers, uh, this, you know, in the next month or so. Some of them grow very quickly and, um, you know, brighten up your day. But I do, I'm just, where's my piece of paper? What you should put on your calendar. Let me see if I can find yeah. it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. You're in North York, so you are you familiar with Toronto Botanical Gardens? Yes, I am. Leslie and Lawrence. Yes, I am. So Wonderful place. Saturday. I love going there. 
No, because I was going to say Saturday, February 22nd. So that's still a mm-hmm. few weeks from now, next month. Big event called Get the Jump on Spring, and it's also CD Saturday. So on that day, Saturday, February 22nd, at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, there'll be seed swaps, there'll be lots of seed experts, uh, there'll be, you know, lots of sort of cool things going on, and lots of frustrated gardens, gardeners like yourself, who just want to talk gardening, and want to get advice, and want to smell flowers, and, and sort of get, you know, get geared up for the coming season. So if you can go, I'd recommend it. Thank you very much, Charlie. Thanks so much for You're calling. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, we have uh, a caller online. Um, initially, uh, it was written down as St. Catharines that Jenny was calling from, but just has been changed to Meriton. I've never heard and of Meriton. Meriton is, is a, well, it used to be a suburb, basically, of St. Catharines, oh. but folks in Meriton say, no, St. Catharines is a suburb of Meriton. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Jenny, welcome to the show. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Hi, good morning. Okay, long time no speak to. Um, I'll tell you about something I noticed about four weeks ago. I was at a a supply store. My son's a roofer. Uh I'm looking at this bush and looking at this bush, and I realized we had a warm spell right around Christmas time. There's green branches. Mm. So I get to the truck and goes over and cuts four or five of them off, brought them home stuck them in the water, uh-huh. and I've got forsythias in my oh, nice. window. Beautiful. And my son found a, a, a planter uh-huh. with a trellis in it, and somebody moved, and it's sitting on the side of the road. Okay. So he brings it back home, and he says, oh, Mom, look at the cool pot. And he goes, oh, <laughs> look, there's buds. Here is heck. I stuck it in water, and I don't know what this bush is. <laughs> But I've got about 35 or 40 little leaflets growing on it. And the funny thing is, they almost look like a spider. But then another one shoots out and looks like two hearts oh. put together with a bud. Okay, and that's that was all in the pot that your son found at the end of the driveway? Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> he brought it to me about three weeks ago, but something had snapped it off. Yeah. So yeah. I just took that. That's greenery great. and yeah. stuck it in a pop bottle full of water with yeah. stones in it, yeah. and now it's growing. So hard to say. You could, if you wish, you could take a photograph and email it to me. I'd be happy to take a look at what might be growing there. And why not? I mean, you being where you are, you know, it's warm, mm-hmm. it's gentle. You could be, you know, gardening a month before we will be here in Toronto. Oh, I so. always start my plants. <laughs> I've always started tomatoes and peppers. That's Last great. year I put in potatoes. I had eyes growing, and I just threw them yeah, in the yeah. ground, covered them, and great. I got about uh, about thirteen plants, like a half a bushel of potatoes. You sound like a real natural. <laughs> oh, I grew up out in Iron Lake on the farm. I actually met Charlie when I worked. Or, Frankie, when I worked at Hallett's years ago. That's right. Oh, I, as soon as I saw Meriton, you know whose name came to mind? And you'll remember this person, Trapper Len Leo. Oh, Trapper Leo. Remember yeah. Trapper? Oh, this guy used Trapper to... Trapper and uh, yeah. the champ. That's right. <laughs> Terry, Terry Hallett. And you introduced me to Diane. Yeah. And I was nursing. I was pregnant at the same time she was, I think, with Toby. Oh, oh for well. gosh sakes. Because yeah. I was like dumbfounded, like a teenager when Champ says, oh, come here, I want you to meet somebody. <laughs> and I walked around the corner and I almost dropped my tray. Yeah. I had to pick my chin up off the floor. <laughs> and it the was, famous uh, Diane yeah. and Frank. Yeah. A long nice. time ago, yeah. Oh, my I'm gosh. going back. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, Kimberly's 34. 
Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there, there you go. Toby. Yeah, yeah. first baby, so huh. I was pregnant with Kimberly, I think, when well, Diane was expecting your son. It's, it's son. a pleasure to retouch bases, yeah. Jenny. Uh, thank you so much, too, for calling. And we've got to, we've got to run here. We're, we're running out of time. Okay. I love that thought, though, of Forsythia. So yep. anybody who's got Forsythia yep. shrubs on their property could go out today, right. better when it's dry, cut a few branches, bring them inside, stick them in a vase of water, and have blooming shrubbery, Blooming branches in your house just to cheer you up on a gray day like today. Absolutely. Thank you, Frank. It's been fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been fun to be back. Yes. (laughs) Not that I was that far away, but still. Well, and good luck getting rid of that cold. Yes, Mm. I'm sure I'll sound way better next week. So thank you, Duncan. Brand new helper there. Carlos did a great job. So Mm -hmm. thanks to both of you and the great callers. We could never do a show like this without all these first-time callers. Yeah. Record-breaking how many people got off the the couch and called us today. So thanks for that. (laughs) See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.